0: Our gospel lesson for this morning comes from Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I invite you to stand in body or spirit for the reading of the gospel. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door. And he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, "'Son, your sins are forgiven.'" Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, stand up and take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
1: Thank you, Pastor Daniel, for reading our scripture today. Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen. During my first year of seminary, we were learning about the greatest commandment. You probably know what the greatest commandment is. It's where Jesus tells us to love God with all our hearts all our soul, all our mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. My professor pointed out that the greatest commandment is actually three separate but related commandments. This took me by surprise. I could only see two commandments in that verse. Love God, And love your neighbor. Since I am blessed to be the kind of person who says exactly what she is thinking, I blurted out, What do you mean, three commandments? There are only two love God and love your neighbor. My professor looked at me with such kindness and patience. She said, Love your neighbor as yourself implies that you should love yourself. (sighs) My mind was blown. Somehow, I had gone my whole life without realizing that Jesus wants us to love ourselves. In fact, it is one of Jesus' greatest commandments. This is what I think about when I think about being part of a Christian community. Through being in community with other Christians who have different life experiences and perspectives, I learned about an essential piece of the greatest commandment. I learned something important and transformative that I never would have picked up on my own. I am sure you all have your own stories of how you have grown from community with others. Take a moment, turn to your neighbor, and share about something you have learned from being in community. thank you for sharing with each other our scripture today tells the story of a miracle a man could not walk this man and his friends had heard about jesus performing miracles and healing people of what ailed them so when jesus came to their town capernaum The four friends carried the paralyzed man on a stretcher to see Jesus. But the house Jesus was in was so crowded, they couldn't get through the doors. Thankfully, these friends were not the kind to quit easily. They carried the paralyzed man to the roof, cut a hole in the roof, and lowered the man to Jesus so that he could be healed. By Christ's power, this man was healed, his sins forgiven, and he was able to skip on home, praising God. But I don't think this man in Capernaum was only healed by Jesus. I think he was also healed by his friends. His friends loved him enough to carry him to Jesus. His friends loved him enough that when the room was too crowded for them to enter, they carried him onto the roof and lowered him down. These are some very dedicated friends. By the power of their love, they enabled their friend to be healed by Jesus. In my own life and in the lives of those around me, I have witnessed God's healing power of community. In frozen casseroles brought to the doors of grieving families, in letters mailed to say, I'm thinking of you, in acts of kindness and service and mercy and justice, both seen and unseen, we are healed in community. When we care for others and allow ourselves to be cared for, we share in God's abundant love. That is the beauty and power of community. When we are in loving community with others, we experience healing. When we are in loving community, when we are safe and held and nurtured, we can grow in our faith. We can ask questions, we can share our struggles and our shortcomings, as well as our joys and our celebrations. We can learn from the wisdom of other people and hear new perspectives. We mature spiritually when we are journeying together as a community. The founder of Methodism, John Wesley, was a strong advocate for Christian community. He encouraged Methodists to join band meetings Band meetings were small groups that met every week and journeyed together in their faith. Doubling down on his teachings about the importance of community, Wesley also said that there is no religion but social religion. In a time when many faith leaders were preaching the importance of personal piety, Wesley emphasized that faith is a team sport. Our faith should not only be internal. It should reach outside of us and touch the lives of those around us. This is not a trip we take alone. It is a journey to be shared with others. God created us to be in relationship and community with each other. We encounter the face of God When we love and care for one another in community. Like the man in Capernaum, there is healing to be found in community. There is healing when we carry one another's burdens, something that this man's friends took quite literally. Soon, we will be welcoming some new friends into our community. We were supposed to welcome them today, but they aren't feeling well. Randall and Stephanie Murray are joining our church. Their children, Lorianne and Isaac, will be baptized. In the membership and the baptismal vows, we will promise to surround the Murrays with a community of love and forgiveness, that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be disciples in the way that leads to life. I hope that you see these vows embodied in your own lives, in the communities that you are a part of. I pray that we all can form a community here at Aldersgate, where everyone is loved loved, held, accepted, and celebrated for who they are. May we create a community in this church where people experience the healing power of God's love. Amen.